Good morning, it's the 20th of May. We are one. It's the big kickoff. The big kickoff, and David Bucket sitting across from me, bouncing around. Happy birthday, Dad! And I had sugar and coffee. Yeah! Oh, that's loud. That is Told so you. loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How are you, Dave? Not too bad. Just keep talking for a sec so we can get back into plays before we can play. No, yeah, that's no, how we no, do. We're no, professionals no. now. A year in. <laughs> yep. Big, big fat one today. Yeah. Whole, uh, a whole year. Fifty. This is our fifty-second show now, and we. Uh, yeah, we've had we've had some good guests in over the year, haven't we? We've bluffed our way. They, they still haven't copped on yet, but no, guess what? Jesus, we've been very lucky. I think we've punched know. above our way for. We put it this way: with Gomez's injury, we will probably have one of our guests in the Champions League squad next week. That's how big we did. I know. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed for uh, Conor Madison. He'll be in the the extended squad for uh, for the Champions League final next week. Obviously, we had uh, Ireland's greatest ever goalkeeper, Emma Bourne. Female goalkeeper, arguably greatest ever greatest. goalkeeper. Well, uh, certainly most successful, successful that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Darren McAnthony, Peter Chairman. Don't think you get much bigger than that. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Excuse me. <laughs> Live <in> there. Gesundheit. <laughs> so uh, we're getting into the European mould now, seeing as obviously the World Cup's coming up. So that's, the, that's our next waffling subject for the next six weeks. Well, go on. Jeez, I'm hyper. Yeah, no. Tell us what we've got, what we've got today. Jesus. We're actually... Uh, Going back in time again, we're bringing back an old classic back in time, but it's a bit of a John Monson special. Obviously, I was a bit inspired, obviously, from watching some uh, a documentary last night on him. Um, he was basically, arguably, the voice of football for all of us since well into the early 70s. Obviously, there's been many other famous commentators, but Monson finished up this season uh, with his last game last week at Palace. Um, so we got some of his absolute classics, and some of them aren't even just classics, it's just great moments and memories in our time and obviously bit, we're going to play one or two songs a bit of nostalgia a bit of nostalgia exactly got me going uh, last night uh, we got a birthday message ooh, ooh, ooh. let's have a listen for today's episode we didn't think we could use happy birthday for you know legal reasons so we had a backup plan listen to this yay 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 it's your birthday hey 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 it's your day it's not monday it's not tuesday it's not wednesday it's not thursday it's not friday it's not saturday it's not thursday it's your birthday <laughs> the day that <laughs> Thanks, Mike. That's Mike Tyson wishing us a happy birthday. <laughs> he knows it's Sunday. Yeah, so. <laughs> yep. Sorry, muffin. The muffin man. Uh, listen, last year we started off, we, uh, as we played every show with an Irish song, uh, starting off the show. And uh, we're going to relive the very first show. And it's an absolute classic song. Isn't this the, it was, it was in the ad for Euro 96, or not Euro 96, um, Euros 2016. Was it? One of the yeah, I remember we're all on the ferries and the flights going over to yes, yeah, that, yeah, that song? yeah, that's it. Yeah, anyway, so. I think we know what it is. Stunning, brewing up a storm. 
welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Our text line is 087 Of course, if you want to email us, it's the big kickoff 96. 96- 6.4 There's a big sign right behind uh, me head there gmail.com <laughs> and then you're on Twitter every, every, everything that's basically Perfect. after you you think we'd have copped onto this yeah. <laughs> I always get mixed up are we 94.6 or 96.4 but we're 96.4 no, David Cup final oh oh yeah are we going to talk about the cup final oh 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 oh, oh, oh. no it's not I couldn't give a crap about whether United won or lost like I really couldn't oh, it God. was just in fairness I'd feel a little bit hard done by if I was a, a United fan I thought they were the better side. Obviously, Chelsea went kind of Italian, uh, typical Antonio Conte, Italian kind of style, when they got the goal up. Um, and in fairness, they played well in that sense. But yeah, it was a strange uh, setup with United. Obviously, with keeping Lukaku on the bench and what have you, played Rashford. I don't know. I was never looking forward to the final purely because I just thought the two teams, Chelsea haven't been in great form and potentially it's Conte's last game. Well, the boys... I'd like, I'd like to think they would turn it on for one game regardless of the manager um, and then of course United are one of the teams where you, you don't really look forward to watching this year so I'll be honest I missed miss most of the first half yeah. I was finishing off the Barbie and then I watched the second half and in fairness it was all United and they were fairly much dominant but still didn't create a hell of a lot now Courtois did well but he wasn't pulled them out of the top corner if no. you know what I mean um, Manchester United and basically it was Chelsea who parked the bus in, yes. for, for generally most of the game and I don't have a problem with teams parking the bus if they feel that that's the best thing that, you know, for the team or what, what have you. They wake they. up this morning, they've got the medal. They've got the medal. But um, Alexis Sanchez, yes. what's your thoughts on Alexis Sanchez? Uh, when he was signed, I was not bothered. It's, I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm sure people know, listening to the mm. show. And like, like, I like the banter between Liverpool United and I, I love football almost as much as Liverpool so I can I can get over certain things. But at the same time, if United are really dominating over you, you know you're going to get loads of stick off your mates and that can get annoying. But it's not necessarily United that bother me, it's more the stick off the lads. Yeah. But when he was signed, I wasn't. some players that get signed, you're like, oh, that's a good one. Or, or, they're coming back. When he was signed, I was like, yeah, great. Because I'm not being bad to the guy. All he has, you now he has more than this. But his ultimate trait is his 100% effort. Yeah. And if he doesn't do that, he's very ordinary. Mm. And he hasn't really brought it to the table at United yet. Yeah, no, because... There was one thing where he tracked back and won a slight tackle and then they nearly created a chance from that. Yeah, but no, his work he rate... He did that for 90 minutes. <clears throat> his work for rate Arsenal. is great, but that's the minimum. But, yeah. but that's the minimum to play in a, a, an under-18 mm. as well. Yeah, you know? oh, no, 100%. What, he ha- what you need for the money that you're paying for him is a bit of quality. I and he is on shock and money. I actually don't see where the quality is with Alexis Sanchez because I said right. So he you're has, seeing him more now instead of he has he has pace. The best bits at Arsenal because that's all most of us would have seen was his best bits at Arsenal because yeah. we wouldn't watch ninety minutes of Arsenal. Yeah. Now you're seeing more of him. You're kind of going, we're paying three hundred grand, three or four hundred grand a week on him. Yeah. He's getting seventy five grand for every game he plays on top of yeah, that, yeah, as we yeah, looked yeah, into yeah, last week. Yeah. He's on stupid money and he's not proven it. But he hasn't. It, it, I was just about to say the pace. He doesn't have great pace. I just uh, noticed that. His like, ultimate trait was his non-stop energizer bunny. Other batteries are available. Yeah. No, he uh, has, yeah. but he has. Uh, he is a good finisher now, but he's mm. obviously not getting into the positions to mm-hmm. to finish. Uh, where do you play him? Is, mm-hmm. is another question. You know, I, I'm willing. Obviously, it's not my decision anyhow. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to, in my opinion, my or for my opinion, to yeah, be based yeah. on what he does coming into next year after he gets a pre-season yeah, and everything 100%. so but at the moment 
Marcus Rashford is getting a bit of stick and and, I and the thing is, is that I think Marcus Rashford has outperformed mm. when he's been on the pitch yeah. Alexis Sanchez but he's playing left wing he's playing up front he's playing here yeah. he's playing there yeah. listen this is my little slide. I'm not as big as fan Mourinho and I think this is where as a Liverpool fan it's just a bit of experience and it's not to wind people up but you look at Klopp the players he buys he kind of buys players to fit into a system he doesn't just buy a name and then bully them into playing the way he wants you know, Sanchez is potentially one of them. It's a big name. Mourinho's done it a lot. Look at Hazard. Yeah, I don't like the way he plays. I'm going to try and change him. And it didn't really work. Mata didn't really work. You know, he's calling now Pogba. You know, go and buy the player that fits the way you want to play. Don't buy the big name to keep everyone happy. Yeah. He's a bit of a self-preservation specialist in the last few years instead of just being good at what he does. Mm. You know, we all know Mourinho's traits and what he can be good at. Now, he does have different ways of trying yeah. to... I mean, like any manager, tr- of trying to... But was Sanchez just to, to impress the fans? I don't know. Was Sanchez even his? Oh, it, see, this is the problem see, there. You don't you know. You don't know, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't know. But he's in the squad. He didn't get taken off yesterday when he should have got taken yeah. off. He had Lukaku come on, Martial, Mata. Like not, there's Martial, not, another guy. Not one of them. I actually really rate him. And if he ended up at Liverpool, it won't happen. Yeah. I'd be chuffed. Yeah, no. I think he's got something about him. He's still... Now, now if you watch... <clears throat> you, this might be uh, the Sanchez, yeah. uh, Martial kind of thing where you haven't seen as much as Martial. Mm. Martial still hasn't learned how to dribble at people. Mm. He doesn't know how to dribble by people. And he, he, most of the times, 80-90% of the time, eight or nine ten, times out of ten, he runs into people. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't learned how to do that, but he has so much talent. He's a good finisher. Yeah. He is a good finisher, and he, he has got good feet, but he's still only 21 or twenty. Like, is this where Mourinho goes, he should be ready-made? He's there two years You now. know Mourinho Is he, is he kind of like, no, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not bothered about yeah. But I mean, let's put it this way. If Man- Manchester United's sure, forwards... Look at who he let go at Chelsea when you think about it. Lukaku's and your De Bruyne is not... Yeah. Like, is he bothered? I don't know. Is he really bothered at putting in that effort? He just wants the ready-made teams and trophies. Does he just want the trophies immediately? Now, in fairness, maybe he knows the game. He can't afford it. Yeah. Nowadays, what manager does get two or three years? Yeah. yeah. You know, look at Brian Clough last night, forty-four days. Yeah. Can't do his exit. But you know what I mean? It it happens. So maybe that's where he's coming from. I haven't the time to put in the kids. Yeah. I need to. Uh, I don't know. It's a fu- it's a funny one. But you know, uh, yeah, it's kind of a. We can't mention it too much because we can't play it. Because no, because but the Man United fan was very funny. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. United yeah, fan, the, he had an absolute meltdown. The but the one point TV. he made, second is irrelevant mm. nowadays. There's three positions. They're all the one position: second, third, and fourth. It's absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. And he can't bang the drum about being second for six months the way he's trying to. Um, he, I think he was banking on winning the cup so he can sit back on second and the cup for the progress. Happy days, and then it didn't happen. So listen, I'm not taking great pleasure in it. It's just. They're not good to watch at the moment. Yeah. That's the ultimate thing for me. Well, you, you, you brought up um, Mourinho's managerial skills. Uh, Jermaine Genis had a, a, a yeah. similar thing to talk about the uh, Mourinho and Rashford situation. I, I found what he did after that Brighton game was, it was it, I thought it was disgusting, to be honest with you. I really did. I think when, you, when you're kind of managing a young player like Marcus Rashford as well. And what, the, the thing I really didn't like about it is for him to kind of come out and speak as publicly as he did at that time, almost on, what was he saying? It was, uh, well, people were asking about Lukaku. Why Lukaku? Well, now you know. It, that was a direct shot at Rashford. Now, it was almost like he enjoyed the failure of Rashford. Definitely. It gave him the opportunity to go, well, you lot, shut up now. I'm right and you're wrong. And that is not a point that you should be using on a young player. 
Well, wouldn't you? Wouldn't he start Lukaku then on yesterday? If that was the case, I assume he wasn't one hundred percent fit. But yeah. Rashford, in my opinion, Rashford should be starting every week. He's he's got some. He has. You know, he can beat players. He's got the pace. He can finish. He's done it already. Uh, on on a big stage against big teams, like he's he's mm. got the mentality. I think, but his best that's position, where he needs to be molded. His best position has been coming in from the left hand side. Mm-hmm. So it, it, could you not got to do like, it, Lukaku? Um, could you imagine like Guardiola or Klopp or even Wenger with somebody like him? Yeah, y- you know, I think he'd go up another level. Yeah, yeah, Mourinho, I'd say, is very much. I'd say he's not in the humor of the. I don't know what it is. He seems to have a bit of a weird thing with kids. I think he's very much. He treats everyone the same. And nowadays, as you know, modern football, you can't do that. And maybe that's where he just hasn't got that connection with the young, with the younger guys. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Chelsea, uh, Conte, I suppose. Do Chelsea look like an ordinary side all of a sudden? Oh, they're very ordinary. Considering they won the league quite well last year, very ordinary. Who who was gone? It's just a uh, Diego Costa is the only major loss. Matic, they lost. Matic, he's sorry, a big yeah. loss for them. Yeah, now, but I was kind of like looking at them yesterday, going, "Christ, Chelsea are ordinary." Yeah, they are really <laughs> ordinary. And Hazard just is going through the motions. Hazard isn't as good as he's made out to be. He's a good player. Like he had a great year and they win the league. And you always end up kind of magnetised to the teams that play well. And obviously everyone goes, oh, De Bruyne is outstanding this year and he should be getting it. And that's what happens when teams are playing well. And in fairness, Hazard did play well. But just, Jesus, yesterday, like he's your go-to guy. And it was only a peno and one or two flashes. But uh, geez, Morata's at nothing at Chelsea. He's not, they didn't get on, did he? he yeah, I don't on. know. No, he didn't even get on. Uh, I mean, you have Giroud there who's... But I suppose... Not doing much at Arsenal. He's going to Chelsea and he's But not here's doing another thing Chelsea. about Chelsea. Chelsea have won the last five FAU Cups. Yeah. And was and any no, of them in the squad? No, no they're, they're all getting into the England squad. Like you see, Shalaba was there and he'd done it to John Terry wearing the full kit and the whole lot. I don't yeah. even know if he was on the bench. Yeah. But he's been in under 21 the next national for five years. I need to see his passport. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's a, this is Abba Femi Martins. But it, it, like they're a funny club as well. Like, yeah. But to them, it's a money-making thing. They can sell them off for five and six million. That's more success than if one of them actually starts in the team. Yeah, well, that's, it's a funny one. This is the way football's gone now. Yeah, it's yeah. success mm-hmm. over any sort of long, long-term vision. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, Manchester City will say, we're after spending whatever it is, billion or whatever it is on our uh, whole setup. Mm-hmm. Their academy, uh, the team is even getting a lot of money spent on it. But even Guardiola said the other day, we can't afford to spend three and four hundred million every year on, yeah. on players. You might think that's funny and, and it's not true. But, but you can't. It is. You can't. No, you have to start producing your own yeah. players. And like City have been there, thereabouts in the, the FAU Cup. And of course, Phil Foden is kind of like the one who's most famous, obviously, probably through his England exploits. Mm-hmm. But there is one or two others and he's played one or two at the, this year. Whether they'll break through or not is a different story. But back in Fergie, in, in the good old days, they all got a fair crack of the whip. Yeah. And Fergie was a good judge of character and he didn't need that many games. He could tell after a few. But you're talking 50 to 100 players probably went through the system and got a couple of games. They, it's not just a flash in the pan, 20 minutes in, yeah, he's, he's useless, he's gone. He gave him, even Ben Tarney, he's always one of the ones that's in my head. He always got, he got fair crack in the whip. Chris Casper and, yeah, and people on who are these. They but these were games. nobodies that came yeah. through to you and were given a go. The fact that you know these names it says a lot and I'm not a United fan yeah, so. but you remember these names because they got a, crack, a fair crack of the whip and like what's the harm if you're surrounded by 10 superstars they're going to look after you mm. look at Liverpool and Alexander Arnold this year like with a dodgy defence and now he's he's not even captain England yet but he's going to the squad T- tell me this because we've got a minute or two <laughs> Alexander Arnold at one stage about a month ago yeah. he was vulnerable 
Uh, yeah, United, United um, picked no. the lock with him and Lovren. And, and all and of a sudden, people were two like, or three games in a row yeah. he got picked. And, and then, then after City that, went after him. And then after that, then people are saying, Chase is a great player. Is he, is he good? Is he not good? Is he Trent Alexander Arnold is a fantastic player on the ball. A stereotypical forward or fullback now. A very, very nice player to watch on the ball. Very good going forward. Very smart passer. One or two passes where it's not the stereotypical just down the line. He will zip it into Firmino, into his feet. And you're going to go, oh, that, for a kid, even though that's what most professionals do, but for a young kid doing it, you're going to go, yeah, the guy's got a bit of a football brain. Happy days. Yeah. Dead ball specialist. Everything else. But yeah, personally, I would still ask the question defensively. Mm. Has he got it? Which is his ultimate job. And when you're playing for England and you're playing against these big boys now in the last 16, I don't think he'll play. I think it'll be Kyle Walker, obviously. Yeah. So we won't really notice it in the summer unless there's injuries. But, you know, being in the Champions League final, does it look good that you have a couple of Liverpool players in the squad? It, you know what football's like. It's a bit of reputation and it look good if you have thing is that England, the big name players. England had flirted with playing three at the back. So if he did play, it could be wing back. He could so be a wing back. And I think, because we'll obviously talk about some of the World Cup squads later on. And, mm. and England's is a little bit lopsided. I think there's something like 12 defenders, yeah. but half of them are wingery left, uh, fullbacks. Yeah. So now, we'll go into that. If we... Uh, we will get back to that one. Just one before we go to a break. Manchester United CEO Ed Woodward, because this is just talking Eva, about the, 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 the money side of things with the Premier League and how you know managers, I suppose, are getting short-term sorry, jobs and etc. We might go into that a little bit more because it's been a few uh, vacancies in the managerial oh, Premier League thing. Uh, Manchester United CEO Ed Woodward has unveiled a glamorous vision for the club. <laughs> Woodward addressed United's investors at the New York Stock Exchange earlier this week to update them on the Red Devils finances. Just stop you there for a second. That just says everything that's wrong, isn't it? Yeah. During which he revealed United made a profit of 100,000 since February. all that matters. Right, doesn't matter. Revenue had gone up, blah, 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 blah. But to boost the finances further, Woodward is ready to boost their digital output and take on the might of Netflix and Amazon. So... You can see what this is. Manchester United and all these clubs are brands now and these are just trying to get So they're going to come up with their own streaming. Money. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't, like, we, we I put it this way, I think we're going to delve into that in the next few weeks because I know there is uh, kind of half a story you read there a couple of weeks ago about clubs getting into that where it's going to be pure their own content and stuff like that and are they going to start going away from your Sky Sports and instead of kind of watching the live Sunday game you're going to be subscribing to Liverpool on yeah. their own streaming channel and I'll just watch everything Liverpool a bit like the like the club channels that are on Sky and whatever else at the moment I, I did read a half a story about that I only kind of delved into it because it was really like oh, I must be way down the line but obviously they're talking about it and we've heard the rumours that Sky Sports are probably going to go at their struggling at this mm, stage yeah. BT they're talking about Facebook and Amazon yeah. to come in you but know. there's rumours of Amazon and Netflix wanting to get in on this yeah, so and, want to, and want to get some of the coverage why wouldn't the clubs decide well listen we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll take the profits off and they're dying to get service. more of the money the bigger That's clubs it. are thinking well, no I don't like this even share we yeah. want the bigger uh, the bigger uh, cut of the pie look at Barcelona and Real Madrid because they get they have their own TV deals and they're all looking at going that's not fair yeah. even though they're still richer than them yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. anyhow we'll go to a so break yeah, watch this space
And welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffy Sound 96.4 FM 087 Excuse me, sir. I say, oh, chap, did you watch the Royal Wedding yesterday? <laughs> Do you know, I did actually seen a bit of it. Right. Yeah, I you caught, did, I, I did. I, it's not because. And I watched the highlights. I went down to my uh, my mam's yesterday and. And it just happened to be on. She had it recorded <laughs> and she was watching it because she was playing pigeon put that morning. But uh, Listen, it was, it's more like Beckham was there. Yeah. Uh, David Beckham was there. Who else was there? Uh, anyone else from sport? I can't remember. Because there's one who was there that's, uh, that got a bit of stick. James Haskell. He's not a big blondie lump from England. Mm. Uh, Lawrence Delalio stuck it right into him. Yeah. Uh, Wasps were in the Premiership playoff yesterday and they were beating 57-33 to Saracens. And Haskell was sitting in George's Abbey. No way. So he was, wasn't playing now, the game. Allegedly he's a bit injured, a bit broken and that's why and he right. was allowed to go but uh, Delalio was none too impressed. Right. He said uh, even if I was invited I think I'd still be here uh, sporting on the club in the biggest game of the season this time the other. Yeah I think so. so uh, yeah, he got both barrels anyway. Uh, yeah and a few who's who was there but uh, Beckham was looking as stunning as ever. <laughs> so he was and the he, there's a picture of him just slipping the shades off and you're like oh man you're so cool I see that full head of hair still on him and everything I just wish there'd be something that's going wrong or something no he's, he's a nice guy you don't want that going he's, he's yeah. <laughs> I know I've nothing against him but just to make ourselves feel a bit better uh, I'd just love to see him on the beach one day it's just a tiny little poop punch on, his, on the old belly or something just lot- something he's let himself go by a couple of pounds or something he just make me feel a bit better chase time to, on his side to be just looking after himself and yeah, someday he'll be in the, up against the wall beside a skip with a bottle of whiskey and a, 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 like a brown paper bag I'm sick of looking after <laughs> myself big cake big box of cake beside him with crumbs everywhere I've had enough fucking Chuck Norris <laughs> I can dream, Shadow. I yeah. can dream. <laughs> and I'm there beside him going, yes! I feel better. Yeah, I can die now. But uh, <laughs> it just got me thinking a little bit yesterday when I was watching it a bit about royals and sport. And obviously the Queen loves her horse racing and this, that and the other. And obviously, pre, 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 the, not Harry who got married, his brother, what's his name, William, had to uh, have a bit of a dilemma. There was rumours that he was actually going to pop into Wembley afterwards because he's the president of the FA. Okay. But obviously he didn't, and it was a lovely touch what they did. Anyway, they had uh, Ray Wilkinson's Same Ray Wilkins' that. son yeah. to present, and him and, and Ray Wilkins' wife was there. They obviously being next United and Chelsea, he presented a trophy to the guys instead of obviously Prince William. So it was a nice touch. So uh, yeah, it just got me thinking because obviously the famous one would be Prince Anne, who's Queen Elizabeth's yeah. only daughter. She actually represented them in the in the Olympics in 1976. And the interesting thing that got, I started looking into it a little bit, see from around the world or whatever, is anyone that. We don't know many royal families, but what else were they involved? And obviously Zara Phillips um, was there in 2012. Yeah. Uh, but Princess Anne, her mother, she's the, she, at the time, uh, yeah, she's the only daughter of Elizabeth II and Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, she competed as a member of the UK equestrian team in 1976. At the time, the only member of the British royal family to have competed in the games. She competed in both the individual and team event. But here we go. At these games, she was the only female competitor not to have to submit to a sex test. As what? The, yeah. So apparently every woman had to Except for her. <laughs> but as the daughter of Queen Elizabeth II, such a test was seen as inappropriate. Mm, so this could have been at the height of the steroids time in East Germany. I don't know what happened. Yeah, see, that's, that's wrong. And everyone's yeah. giving out about Castor Semenya, like, but they were obviously still at it back then. A few, yeah. Throwing a few ringers in. Hello. I mean, hello, my name is Helga. See, so, I mean, <clears throat> she could have a sausage banging around down there. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she's the Queen's. Yeah. What's her name? Prince Anne, Prince, Anne, Prince Andrew, more like. <laughs> but uh, she met her husband, uh, Captain Mark Phillips, I'd say. He talks a bit like that. <laughs> in, in the horsey game as well. He represented, um, 
he represented the UK in oh Jesus he was in a few of them in 1972 but then he he represented them again in 1988 um, and that's how I obviously he got involved with Her Royal Highness but um, the other ones like they're all from all over the world but one of them the remember Prince or no not Prince what's his name King Juan Carlos yeah, I kind of remember him from like when Spain was successful King Juan Carlos of Spain I think he's finished now and his son or something whatever but he competed in the Dragon class of the sailing event at the Olympic Games finishing 15th and he became the King of Spain in 1975 I am not going to say I remember that seems to have no, born but uh, I just remember his face from them winning the World Cup yeah. and obviously the 82 World Cup yeah, yeah. and his his, his, uh, his wife Queen Sophia the brother of Royal Olympian Constantine II of Greece jeez they're all linked aren't they uh, she married into another Olympian king Juan Carlos IV prior to her marriage into the Spanish royal family she took part as a reserve for her native Greece in the 1960 Olympics in Salem so I'm, I'm going to leave it there but most of these derive from Greece and Germany I'm just going to leave it there so God knows I, you, you look at they they not look they're sailing they're sailing oh yeah they're all the stereotypical they're sports all, I just wish hold on here we go horse riding fresh horse riding <laughs> <laughs> they probably do that as well uh, just for the name alone I'm going to try and give this a go Princess Natalie of St. Wittgenstein Berleburg this German princess competes for her mother's native Denmark in equestrian, equestrian. Yeah. double trap shooting there's jo- your one from Jordan there uh, <laughs> equestrian not Jordan herself <laughs> Prince Fasil Al Shalan yeah uh, uh, equestrian, equestrian mixed jumping equestrian. Ta- oh, taekwondo oh Christ it had to be this name alright I'll give it a lash Sheikha Maita Bint Mohammed Bin Rashid Al Maktoum of Dubai there you go uh, she competed in taekwondo women's okay. welterweight and finished 7th in 2008 well there you go Zara Phillips and then there's some winter olympics probably no doubt all skiing they have the time on their hands though to be able well, to try go. and perfect their sport though don't and they and golf so. way, way back in the 1900 uh Olympics there was golf and uh, yeah, a, few, a few of the Royals made it and that's a perfect link to the Irish Open in 2019 <laughs> <laughs> do tell do tell <clears throat> it's been confirmed that Le Hinch yes. you talk you talk because my throat has just got there's a little clogged. frog uh, coming up yeah so uh, Le Hinch got to go ahead yeah this is the this is the last year of Rory now Rory's going to be in the cycle yeah but it took up a lot of his time and it was uh, just the logistical side of things it takes a lot of effort so I think I don't know the exact ones but I know McGinley's going to be part of it who obviously is doing Le Hinch next year I know Harrington is um, obviously McElroy I'm nearly sure Lowry and McDowell are yeah, going to be involved in, it's in Ballyliffin this year in Donegal that's right yeah and, and this is McElroy's last one before he obviously will take it on in a few years yeah because again. there's a lot of meet and greets and all that sort of stuff it's very hard so he, exactly. won, it on, he won it on the first year was that right I think it was the second year second yeah, year was he, it? he brought it up the north and I don't even think he made the cut yeah because he put so, just so much effort yeah. into it so it is very hard and in fairness to him he's kind of saved it in a, in yeah. a way hasn't he and it's part of the Rolex series now so it's big books yeah, I think it's, it's over books. a million so euro the announcement was made on Wednesday that the tournament will be heading to West Clare next year the very Irish famous course the Irish Open fell in hard terms our times um, was revived again mostly because of Rory McIlroy in 2019 former Ryder Cup captain Paul McGinley will host the event with a role being shared amongst them between McIlroy Clark Carrington and Graham McDowell so they're all trying to keep the Irish Open and 
Why not? I mean, we have some of the, the greatest golf courses in the Another world. Another sport where we punch above our weight. Yeah. Um, and obviously we have, the, and Lahinch is well known in, in the circle and it's a great part of the country and obviously Surfer's Paradise down there as well. So it's a great showcase and I was listening to him a little bit. I was coming back up from Cork on Thursday and it was only announced. So he was on other reputable, shady sports programs. Um, others are available, but don't be bothered. Don't be bothered. Um, but he was on and he was saying like, yeah, it's two weeks before the... It's, a, it's going to be a great couple of weeks for Irish golf because it's two weeks before the British Open, which is up the north in Portrush, I think, or where I can do it, but it's up the north. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a big, he's going to have the, the rough the same size, he's going to have the fairways the same width, he's going to try and have the grass the same speed so that it really does potentially suck in some of the Americans to come over two weeks early and get a bit of practice in and stuff like that and then oh, hang right. around. So whatever about McElroy pulling in a couple of the big boys next year, it could be a cracking field yeah, yeah. for that alone. And obviously McGillie would have good contacts for the Cup. It's the first, uh, 91 years the Irish Open has been going. And as you said, it's a Rolex series event which will yeah. feature a minimum prize of six million. Yeah, exactly. So you're not far off American PGA money then. So of course that's going to bring in some of your, see, you have to do it as well to try and try and um, get the best of Europe back in as well because so many of them are in the PGA Tour anyway um, but a lot of them come over and play a select few obviously to keep their cards going and with being a Ryder Cup and actually next year is not a Ryder Cup year but being a Ryder Cup year this year you'll probably have a lot of Europe's top players as well as uh, kind of a, a smattering of a few uh, Americans so yeah it'll be great to watch it you would like to think that you get a few of the Americans over because that's what it's missing without a shadow isn't it I think we do get Ricky the, we, Fowler came over the, one of yeah, the years yeah he came over one year but um, you want it's, it's, it just gives that little bit of glamour that you know that the best not just from Europe because the best from Europe do come into it you'd love to see Mac McGinley because like, he's got such a reputation you'd love to see him even already sending an old message or a text how are you Tiger yeah I think it's about time and even get JP because he's very good links with him and they're already advertising this pro-am a dare man a pro-am in 2020 mm-hmm. I think it was McElroy and someone else and I think Tiger done that before. There's no like if I was McGinley, and I'd say he knows JP Manos very well. Listen, let's just let's just have to have a crack. Why not? Two weeks to go. We really sell it up the north. Stay around Ireland, nice and peaceful. Yeah. Play loads of links golf, and to get somebody like him would be monster. Because obviously he played here in the Amex Championships, which I was down in Mount Juliet there about Jesus probably ten, fifteen years ago now at this stage. And uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. It was literally the best of golf. It, yeah. Like the World Championships are just short of a major. And Jesus, I've watched, I've seen, I've seen them all. Yeah, yeah. And Mickelson was kind of out of it, but the last day he shot, he equaled the course record, and there was no one following because it was early in the day. And I watched the last nine holes, and it was just stupidly good golf. We need to get out and do reviews of golf courses around Ireland. I like where you're going here. I think. Are so. we going to be one of these kind of uh, media people trying to spot a few freebies? Because in fairness, that's why I got into this game. Is it? Yeah, well, I fucking masses in a couple of weeks ago. Any, any chance of tickets and he just that blanks chance. me. Nah. He's gone. That chance. He is gone. <laughs> I'd be doing it for the love of golf and people out there. <laughs> Uh, Tom, Tom McG- McGibbon Tom McGibbon Tom McGibbon not a clue do you know him no. Nor- Northern Ireland's 15 year old Tom McGibbon is set to make his European tour debut after an accepting Christ. an invitation to compete in the inaugural Shot Clock Masters at Diamond County Club in Austria next month McGibbon who is a member of his hero Rory McIlroy's home course of Hollywood Golf Club will compete in the uh, in a in the event, <laughs> in the I, hate when, I hate when you get one of those words and you go, it, it, anyhow, which will see every shot time as part of, you know, it's kind of a it combat yeah. slow play. But it shows you now that you know, on the back of Rory McElroy, now will be the time that these 
players are going to start coming through. And it's not so ironic. It's we from could, the same club. It goes to show you the oh, inspiration it is. Oh, it's of huge. a local. Somebody from Lew- And I suppose we're, we're banging the drum, I suppose. And it's in my head because of the one-year anniversary. But even the likes of Mass in there, there's going to be lads in Luke and potentially going, Jesus, a fellow up the road did this. Why can't it be me? And we could have somebody else in the next five or ten years doing something similar. And, and, and it's ironic how, how much it does actually happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so any golf clubs that are, are listening out there who want us to <laughs> we have rate clubs. and review... We'll travel. <laughs> we will travel and, uh, <laughs> as long as the sun is shining. I can give a, a nod to one of them. Anyway, I was in Fall Island on Thursday and I was simply, simply stunning. Now, obviously, the weather literally made it perfect yeah. well, and it wasn't a breath of wind. I would just like to say to Fall Island, that's not an official review, so come back to us. Yeah, that. yeah, because poor El Roy hasn't been out there yet, so yeah. <laughs> I'd love to bring him anyway. Okay, we'll talk to you after the break. Listen to that now. It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is something we've done over the over the last year. I was going to say over the years. Jesus, where it was like a testimony. But yeah, back in time. It's we're not going to a specific year. We're just kind of reminiscing about the the legend that is John Motson today. Obviously, he's finished up last week. He done his last game with Crystal Palace there. Um, I think oh, over fifty years of broadcasting. And yeah. Obviously, we we were blessed. In fairness, one thing England can produce is a bloody good commentator. Uh, Brian always. Moore, uh, Barry, Barry Davis, Davis Clyde yeah. Tilsley even Jonathan Pierce is crackers out there and um, but John Motson's probably the most famous the old famous sheepskin I always remember the clip of him literally waiting to go to a, a shot and he's absolutely getting battered by the snow yeah. I think it was 1990 Wickham Wanderers because I, I see him mention Martin O'Neill or whatever and obviously the game was off but geez, and of course that's where the famous sheepskin came from but he's finished up now and I've, there was a documentary yesterday and it kind of inspired me and I said we have to play some of his classic and commentary ha- moments and, and they talk about some. them because they're famous famous mm-hmm. games that it'll, it'll take everyone back anyone of our generation and a bit older will remember some great to games to be a commentator though yeah it's it's so specialist you, you have to be first of all you have to if you're information to be able to take in all information you have to, to pronounce everything players but it's not even that even but can I tell you something even, about it yeah he has this special little paper this special sheet that he prepares for every game that his wife has she buys this diary special diary like a 2017, 2018, whatever it may be. And she puts down little snippets and little kind of clever stats and figures for him so that when he is going to say Liverpool v United, right, I'll get out the book, goes through the latest figures, how many goals each person has so that, oh, and Mo Salas now scored his 32nd because he knows he's already scored 31, so yeah. he's literally on the ball. But I, what, you could see one of his sheets and he had every player and obviously some of them have funky names now so he has the kind of phonetic as well just to be sure right. and all this kind of crack and it's a, just a, one page. Now, you flip it over either side and he's got some great little snippets and that's where he just... And he rides them off so seamless because yeah. he has them all ready to go. But uh, him and the wife, obviously, she helps during she the week. Too. And you can, there was a special room in his, in his house and you can just see the encyclopedias of every year. So obviously he opens them up and Brilliant. It, what happened 30 years ago and come up with some snippet this time, 30 years ago, blah, blah, blah. And you, you know where he gets these facts and figures. But it kept going back in the documentary because it was one of the days at Man City there recently. And all he kept going on was Aguero. Hopefully, he was going to score the goal today that broke the record. Right. Because he would have been there. He knows he's the voice and he can say Aguero has scored goal 170 yard. And of course, he got a pen on and he was delighted with himself. Yeah. And then at the end, Guardiola came up and gave him a nice uh, little gesture. And I think it's kind of like, listen, you can come anytime to the fancy super duper VIP section, bring your wife. I know you're, I said, he says, I'm new to this game, but he says, I know you're 
the voice of match of the day and over the years and it's a pleasure to meet you blah 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 which was a nice touch yeah. but just the, the sheer affection um because beforehand he's there hours beforehand and but there's we, a few anoraks floating around go john john can I have a picture and he's so f- like bruff like he's so kind of a bro- oh we, we go back to this man now who shouted at me i'll, I'll have a picture with him now because he is a good man with a good heart yeah, but obviously yeah. his head's in the game but uh, just how much people are just magnetised to him like. but we all grew up with him that's the 100%. thing he, uh, like if we've watched football for 30 odd years he's been there for 30 odd 100%. years so he's been always there yeah some people now I have I have known people who don't actually fancy his commentary that's it that's fine I like exactly. I like Barry Davis I like John Watson there was a there was a great touch a bit with the unit they were great friends but they were kind of rivals as well even though they were with BBC because obviously they wanted the, the big final but they were the two top top uh, commentators at the time and they, they they talk about it and they were saying this, the reason why they were so good was because they were that bit different yeah. and they were different styles and that's why they arguably had the best commentators around yeah, yeah. and uh, they kind of took turns at the different finals and obviously Matson had his share as well mm. but Barry Davis uh, because they, they showed a bit of him yesterday but they had great rivalry and great respect for each other but great mates yeah. but uh, yeah I'm sure it'll be on again a few times but you should watch it but I haven't got the famous one uh, obviously we, we link uh, songs of the year to 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 what we're doing but uh, basically in 1988 we're going to which is the famous game where Wimbledon beat Liverpool and it was 30 years I actually watched an interview or listened to an interview the other night of Laurie Sanchez because they were having a 30 year reunion dinner on Friday night and he was on another reputable uh, radio show I can talk about that again but uh, basically another great snippet about it was he was talking the day best than four or five days beforehand John yeah. Matson and this is where he gets little nuggets that you hear and he was talking to me he says listen David have you have you done your homework on John Aldridge you know um, he's never missed a penalty so far and a penalty's never been saved in the FA Cup final are you ready and Besson didn't really think much of it he goes yeah I have and he literally told him everything and he says yeah I'm going to stand still because he does his little stutter and I'm going to make him make the decision but I'm going to go to my left but I'm going to go just before he kicks it because I'm going to let him because usually he says keepers go as he's doing his little stutter and he goes the opposite way and just before the penalty's taken John Matson is literally saying that word for word no way. and all of a sudden and he saved it no and way. John Aldridge hits his knees and that's why he was good as what he was because he obviously thought about the game looked into the game and looked at these stats and he was able to kind of call the future and yeah just you know and then of course the famous quote as soon as the whistle was blown and the crazy gang have beaten the culture club because Liverpool which our younger generation wouldn't realise were the mega club of sure. that generation no they were never a mega club what are you talking we absolutely ran amok <laughs> you've lost out about 10 <laughs> generations there okay. but yeah no Liverpool once were a really 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 good side kids <laughs> we were and we, one day we might get there again but anyway we're going to go at oh, 1988 obviously and it, it was true though just shut up here's Deacon Blue real good kid
Look at that. Absolute classic from that Mr. Brady. That is classic, isn't it? And straight away... You're probably remember it more so because of the commentary than the actual goal. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it immediately takes you back. Commentary can make a goal that is a a, a five star goal, a ten star goal. It yeah. just it just amplifies. Now, it was a cracker, but yeah. it took it up to another level. Yeah. Now, first of all, we'd like to welcome Dar Shields in. Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, you're not on there, oh, Dar. No, that one there. This one here, the orange, the orange fella. So there, you get with it, will you? Are you only awake. Only awake. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only awake, as always. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to oh, us. Thank you very much. To us, yes. A whole one year old and uh, feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, we're still in back in time here. And obviously, another classic that we remember, I think, from FA Cup history and the whole lot was Ronnie Radford. Remember that goal in the muck from 30 or 40 yards, Hereford oh, United? Let's say nothing first and then you can come back to it. Radford. Now Tudor's gone down for Newcastle. Radford again. Oh, what a goal! Radford, the scorer. Ronnie Radford. And the crowd. The crowd are invading the pitch. <laughs> it was just a classic. Yeah, no, he's... And it just... He, he does. He makes it more exciting. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the biggest thing. Now... I suppose half the, half the ground on the pitch is fairly exciting, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, he does, he makes it really exciting. But that was a great one as well because it was a joint killing and real old school 70s muck everywhere and he just lettered it and it just went flying. But another great one as well because we're flying through these and we're going to finish on a classic with the song. But another one that we're going through, obviously the World Cup is where most of these famous commentators' uh, quotes come from. And obviously, it was an infamous. It was. A, I am in bits now. All of a sudden, it was an infamous year, in 1986, with Diego Maradona with the old hand of God. But he showed us. Well, he showed us brilliance in that game as well. But he really came to the fore again in the semi-finals, and Matson couldn't help but uh, admire his brilliance. Cachufo. Oh, the old school. Eh? Maradona. Audio. Oh, Going at them again. Brilliant run by Maradona. Fantastic goal. Unbelievable. World class in the best sense of the phrase. Wrong way. <laughs> he was a different gravy old out, Diego. Ah, brilliant. It was an unbelievable year. Like, that was my first World Cup, and I remember Lineker's hat trick against Poland, I think, with the. Yeah, Ms. the cast yeah, in his yeah, hand, yeah, and yeah. I think Sanchez, or Hugo Sanchez, scored an absolute cracker overhead. And England were struggling in that yeah. World Cup, and they needed that win. Yeah, that was a huge. And win. the Brazilian goal against Northern Ireland was it the Jossie Mar- no, Jossie Junior Mar- or the yeah. right back just hit an absolute worldie. Yeah. And then of course Diego himself for everything, unbelievable class, a class chi, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose the most famous. Uh, goal as I'm scrolling down because it was there a minute ago and now all of a sudden I can't find it the most famous goal I suppose the most famous celebration was our good old assistant of the Irish team Marco Tedelli in 1982 and the sheer joy and elation and it was literally a boyhood dream like it's the greatest one of the, probably the greatest celebration ever because it's the passion it's the passion he knows what he's just done I've literally lived my dream I could go now God can take me and I'll be happy it was just pure joy and elation on his face and uh, a good old John Watson was there to capture right now trying to find Rubash look at Shira here it's two against two but Altabelli has gone no he hasn't gone offside he's checked this is Conte Shirea, they're appealing for offside, not given. Shirea right across to Marco Tardini! 
his shot hit the back of the net, Tardelli went into ecstasy, running as if he would never stop. As if he would never, never stop. That was like a David Attenborough moment, I was, wasn't it? <laughs> what, 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 what did you? Um, but yeah, like obviously the World Cup are the most famous ones. And we'll just actually, because we mentioned Jossie Martin, it's there. It was an absolute cracker. And I just want to see, obviously, you, unfortunately, you people at home can't see this, but we can. Yeah. But I think it was like kind of in line with the outside line of the box. I swear it's back in. And he just hits it back in. Again, belt no, it was against 642-year-old Pat Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyhow. It doesn't matter. Here's Jossie Mark scoring against Northern Ireland in 86. Junior. Elzo. Alamal. Kareka and Casagrande are waiting for a cross in Jossie Mark! They all seem to just run off like absolute madmen. It's great. Proper order. Well, it should be. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe a hearty handshake at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, jolly good shots there. But, no, uh, we did try to find commentary for Alfonso's goal yeah. for Spain against Yugoslavia. He, when Shano's convinced it was John Watson. And it, there's, there's every chance it could have been. But it could have been Barry John. Davis as well. You wouldn't no, know. No, no. It's definitely. It's definitely 100% John Martin. And we've even had people. And we've had people in, in Spain. Spain <laughs> looking for this. But for some reason, uh, Google, YouTube, Facebook, whoever it is out there. It was the Euro 2000 classic. Yeah. Spain against Yugoslavia. And what was it? Spain had to win, didn't they, to get out of the group? And the, it was the 94th minute. And 4-3? 4-3. It was two on them thrown all yeah. the way through, and they got the winner in the ninety four. And they came to yeah, last minute. It was Alfonso, and he nearly shot his pants. Yeah. Basically, basically, it was a goalgasm up against yeah, a goalgasm. But a it was up against the Aguero yeah. classic from Martin yeah, Tyler, obviously. absolutely. And uh, for some reason, they've got rid of it. So uh, you know, obviously, they don't like good commentary. Yeah, yeah. we're going to finish with two thousand and one, and. Everyone goes on about Beckham and what have you, but that was a defining game in his career where he was just everywhere and did everything and done whatever it took to make sure he got England to the 2002 World Cup. And the other reason why we're finishing with this, because we wanted to pick a song for 2001. Uh, <laughs> that's the real reason. <laughs> but in fairness, regardless of where, you, where it lied, I always remember that game. It wasn't a great game. They just needed to avoid defeat. They made a very hard work and it was literally, was it injury time? I think it was injury oh, time where he got the free time, kick. Yeah, yeah. But Beckham was and incredible. This is the draw the game. Yeah, this is the draw the game to get in yeah. against Greece. And in fairness, Greece were a handy side because what three years later they won the European Championship, so yeah. they were probably on the build up. But Beckham was incredible that day. He literally covered every blade of grass. And whatever about Beckham, some people kind of go, oh, he's a bit playing. He doesn't have got much skill. The one thing he has is incredible engine and a stupidly good right foot. And this is him at his best. You and David Beckham in a room. I, just, I love him. I just couldn't pitch. I love it. to smell him. I don't want to pitch. Just <laughs> nuzzle into his neck and just go. <laughs> Yeah, that's where it start. Yeah. Play it at you, little <laughs> Hey, baby, this is David Beckham against <laughs> Greece in 2001. All right. That's very, it in a nutshell. Yeah. So anyway, 2001, this is OMC with How Bizarre, How Bizarre.
And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. We've got another one, Roy. Happy birthday to... <laughs> Give it a lash. Hello. I've heard it's your birthday today. So, happy birthday from everybody at Liverpool FC. If you want, you can stop now the video. If not, you have to hear how I'm singing. How I'm singing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday, your name, to you, happy birthday to you. Ah, that's because he didn't want to pick out his favourite. Just when he couldn't get any better. <laughs> a busy man out in Marbella with a, a Champions League, potential Champions League winning squad. Let's see how he's, uh, how popular he is next week. Um, oh, go, 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 go complete Henry Sellers this time next week. <laughs> anyway, we have the French fancies out. We have the jellies out. Tank Fastic. Haribo? Rhymes with Shmishmaribo. <laughs> I know, Haribo. We get Maribor, no, the Portuguese club. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, one today and uh, still going. All, go the, all these years. Going to go for a fizzy cola bottle. <laughs> fizzy cola bottle. Now, mm -mm -mm. because the Premier League season is finished, yep. it only means that the World Cup is mm -hmm. around the corner. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. some of the squads have been announced, and there's been some surprises. In, uh, in the squads England, France, Germany some big names have been left out just, we just quickly mentioned France because it's the first one that came up that I, we could talk about and then we'll go to England obviously because that's probably the one that's m most interesting but um, yeah France um, the actual squad is Lloris Steve Mandanda and Alphonse Areola <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> anyway ladies how are you doing <laughs> typical for you to touch on that one yeah um, the defender is Gibral Sidibi of Monaco Benjamin Pavar of VFB Stuttgart never heard him Stuttgart uh, Raphael Varane Kimpembe of PSG does he even play I don't know uh, Adil Rami Umtiti Hernandez and Benjamin Mendy then you've got Pogba Kante Taliso Matuidi and Zanzi Lamar Jeez, that's a good uh, midfield and then you've got Mbappe Giroud Griezmann Ousmane Dembele Nabil Fekir and Florian Tovan. so I think more so it's who's not there who's not in and there is big names like here's it? Ben Yedder who was with Seville this year who's doing a Kingsley Coleman of um Munich uh, Munich Castile Matthew Tabushi Luis Dean the left back uh, Lacazette and Anthony Martial they're the two big names from the Premier League Rabiot Mamadou Sacco Musa Sissoko and Kurt Zuma these are all in the reserves and that's a decent enough group. now when you look at the reserves who do you think should fit in or could fit in or do they even deserve to fit into that side or who um, doesn't deserve to be in that side potentially Sacco because of I don't know half of these Kim Pembe probably doesn't play for PSG or no. Marquinhos and Thiago Silva like Sacco whatever about him on the ball he's a bloody good defender yeah. um, maybe that's not good enough yeah obviously so with the way they're going um, after that probably no one they're good names they are good names mm. but it's just it just goes to show you how strong the French are at the minute with uh, what they have and what they don't. But look at that midfield. Pogba, Kante, Tolisso, Matuidi, Nzanzi and Lamar. Mm. 
and then you have to try and fit in Mbappe, Giroud, Griezmann, Dembele, Fekir, and Tovan. And Zonzi's like their Glenn Whelan, isn't he? Like <laughs> everyone else is going, what he, the? F- he doesn't do that, but but he does it well. But every, every team seems to has that player. Like even like I'm no disrespect him because he is quality. But like every single, like remember Liverpool with Lucas? It was like oh, did you see the stats with him in the team and went out. Yeah. But no one else outside go. But he's useless. It's like Carrick with United doesn't grab the headlines, but with him in the team is better. Obviously, and Zonzi's that type of player as well. Yeah, right, he's a good man for a sing song after. <laughs> you know that? You know, you kind of go, oh, will we bring him on? Oh, no. He's a pain <laughs> he's in the He's phenomenal oh, on the guitar. It's like he's 15 he's, fingers. He's got a guitar. Or he, he's, he's the lad with the car. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't drink. He'll drop everyone home. Just invite him along. Uh, we'll go into Brazil then, obviously, because, well, in fairness, the manager announced the squad about six months ago and said, if I'll fit, this is my squad. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, one or two with injuries have missed out, but uh, Alisson and Goal, Ederson, and a guy called Cassio of Corinthians. Um, then you have Danilo, Fagner, Marcelo, Felipe, Luis, Thiago, Silva, Miranda, Pedro, Romel, and Marquinhos. Midfielders of Casemiro, Fernandinho, Paulinho, Fred, Renato Augusto, Philip Coutinho, William, and Douglas Costa as midfield. Oh no, mm. I'm thinking of Diego. And then you got up front Neymar, Tayson, Gabriel Jesus, and Roberto Firmino. Joint favourites Must be They'd have to be But there's a great video On YouTube Of Fagner From Corinthians He's there live uh, Obviously a relation Is in the room mm. But he's literally Kind of half hiding Behind the couch Yeah And you can hear them Like their version Of Sky Sports News And of course They just all erupted His family and his kids And all is there Like and it just goes to show you Even though you're Minting it It still means everything So yeah Very impressive squad Um it, 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 again, it's it's always, their Achilles heel has always been their defence. Yeah. And when you look at their defence, there. Felipe Luis is a decent left back, but is he? Is it more attacking wise? Thiago Silva hasn't had the greatest Him year. Him and will probably be a bit the two centre. Oh, Marcelo, I suppose he'll Marcelo's probably Marcelo's good left foot, but again, it's it's the gaps that they'll create. So they do have a weakness as decent goalkeepers. Always, though. yeah, good goalkeepers this For time. For a change, yeah. This time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a quick nod to Germany. The final twenty-three have yet to be confirmed, but this is kind of the bulk of what it's going to be. It looks like Manuel Neuer is going to be fit. I think he. I don't know whether he did he start yesterday in the German Cup final. Don't know, but he was lost. in the squad. They lost, yeah. And they were beaten by the manager who's going to take over. Oh, very good. Don't ask me his name. That's as soon as I said it, I went, I shouldn't have said that because I don't know his name. What's the man's name? Any manager? Anyway, in uh, the squad, potential squad is... Uh, good homework. Bernd <laughs> uh, Leno, uh, Jay Leno's son uh, for Boyer Leverkusen. <laughs> Manuel Neuer, Marc-Andre Terstegen and Kevin Trapp. I presume it'll be potentially Neuer, Terstegen and one of the other two. Um, I'm not a big fan of Terstegen. No, well, he's okay. Yeah. He's all right, but Neuer hasn't played, so it'd yeah. be interesting to see if he throws him back in. Um, the, the interesting one is whether Mesut Ozil is going to make the squad, because he pretty much down tills for the last couple of months at Arsenal. Yeah, but you know what? Was he saving himself? The, there's a difference between playing for Arsenal and Germany. Some they, people are like that, yeah. They, yeah. they, they get the best out of their players yeah. in the story. I don't know what it is, what they do, or mm. what they threaten them with, or whatever it, it I is. I think it just means something to them. Yeah. yeah, maybe. As opposed to playing for Arsenal, yeah, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. But their midfield is strong anyway. You've got Julian Brandt, left midfielder, Leverkusen, Julian Draxter, Leon Goretzka, Gundogan, Kadira, Tony Cruz, Mesut Ozil, Sebastian Rudy, and Leroy Sané. Yeah, so they're tidy. Obviously, plenty in defence as well. Listen, all round solid side, and they'll always have the mentality guaranteed semi final. Exactly, and it they'll always show up. They'll always perform. So whoever beats them has to be at that game. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what you're going to get with Germany. Um, do you want to go through the South Korean squad? No, now? we won't go through Kim Seong Yoo. No, no. <laughs> Song Hong Min. Kim. There's a lot of sons. Anyway, here we go. We're there now. Uh, we're at England now. Listen. 
it's very very strange uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it's going to work but you've got Butland, Pickford and Pope in goal now hold on let's just talk about that now first of all Joe Hart because Joe Hart is out of the the three I suppose you've got Pickford for Everton who Everton who have had a not a great year I mm-hmm. suppose Stoke who have had a terrible year yep and Burnley, who probably have had the best of the of the lot, and he's played well, and he's kept Tom Heaton out of the team. So, <clears> your thoughts on who should start as number one? Not who is going to, but who should? Um, because none of them really have a lot of form for England. I go on club form, and therefore you'd give it to Nick Pope. But I don't think it will be. No. I think more than likely it'll probably be Jack Butland. I'd say it'd be Butland on experience. Um, he's probably the, the brother-in-law, Mister John Colley himself, ex-goalkeeper himself, is was quite annoyed yesterday that Joe Hart wasn't going. He still thinks he should have been in experience or whatever. I don't know whether that's a goalkeeper. I, 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 I think that's just John thinking that you're never too old as a goalkeeper. <laughs> he still thinks. <laughs> <Clinging on. laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it just made me think a bit because obviously you know you have to respect the opinion of somebody who's been there and done a kind of thing you kind of go right, should he feel hard done? maybe not whether he should feel hard done by but should he go at least him with two of the other guys because apparently he's a good guy to have around the dressing room he'd be very supportive of him would he be better maybe losing one of them for him and not necessarily playing I don't know well the thing is I, a lot of it's got to do with farm which he hadn't got right uh, I don't think he, last two years yeah he didn't play well when he was in Italy for no. Torino no. he hasn't played well since he came back no. for West Ham Barrett the odd game and to be honest he's got credit, dropped through the year for credit for uh, Davy Moyes for dropping him because oh, yeah. he slipped a few goals like yeah. there was a lot of parried goals and they were tapped in because yeah. he's too busy doing a starfishy yeah. type style yeah. um, even Courtois yesterday I'm going to have to I just want to put it out there there was one or two straight down the barrel and he literally put his two fists him. together yeah, and it's like what yeah. are you doing nowadays take it into your chest Becky Bonner yeah. would literally be I was going to say turning in his grave Jesus he's not dead yet but like you'd be getting sick looking at that yeah, crap yeah, yeah. so for me I don't think Hart should not necessarily you know, you'd no, be happy no, enough I'd be happy enough yeah. with the tree that he's gone with because would you, you reckon he'll start Butland yeah oh, that, well that's a 100% yeah. there that's yeah. a 100% yeah. there because again it's, it's Nick Pope's there for the, the journey Pickford's there yeah he'd pick back up yeah. it is, it, is it also um that doesn't mean it's the so, right decision, but yeah, I'm just saying that that's it, more. Is it okay? Also, kind of stamp it out. Look, I don't care who was here before me. Yeah. yeah. Or this whole thing of oh, the media says. You I think he's here. a lot. Of, he deserves a lot of credit. But that's it. It's he, a ballsy he's move. He's come in. He's brought in a load of influence because he's obviously known them coming up from the underage yeah. setup, and he's kind of gone. Well, look, it's worked for me so far. I've kept a low enough profile by English manager standards, yeah. and I'm getting results. Yeah. So I'm just going to probably hungrier players as well. But that's it. You know? Yeah, you might as well get the English players before they get their first big contract, and then, and then they give up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I see Phil Jones down there, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> right, run, run through the rest of the. Right, squad. this is going to take a while now because defenders he has enough of them. But uh, we have Trent Alexander Arnold, Gary Cahill, Fabian Dell, Phil Jones, Harry Maguire, Danny Rose, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, and Ashley Young. Go through the midfielders: uh, Deli Ali, Eric Dyer, <laughs> Jordan Henderson, Jesse Lingard, and Ruben Loftus Cheek. Up front, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Raheem Sterling, Jamie Vardy, and Danny Welbeck. Okay, Chris Waddle had his car <laughs> on the, the squad. I love Chris Waddle because I think it's the one I'm thinking of, and I love it. And this is what he had to say about the squad. Look, if you take the young squad and you think, well, we're not going to win it, uh, experience-wise, why is he not took Sessignon? Why is he not took? If he's looking for a team of the future... Mm. Why is he not took? Why didn't he play? Why is he not? If we, 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 everybody talks about the same thing: midfield creativity of a pass over the ball. Why does he take Shelby? Why does he need Delph? Is, does Delph not do what Henderson and Dyer and the all other ones do? So why is he not took Shelby? He's a different type of player. Fabian Delph's played left back. He hasn't even played midfield. I don't think on Man City. 
um, recently, or in the last few months, Sancho at Dortmund got into the side, can beat a man, can open expose players, can run at players and actually go past the player. Portland probably Sterling, and he's hit and miss. Would you take a set in your and Sancho? Yes. Would you? Yes. Wow. Why not? Listen, is, is there a massive difference between them two and what's in the squad? And, and, that, and Alexander Trent, uh, Arnold. Yeah, yeah. But does it does it that squad hit you where you actually say can't leave him out? Can't leave him out? No. Oh, there you go. It's the same one. Yeah, he has a rant about how England have failed and stuff like that. He goes, I think there's another snippet of him. Yeah, have it. Yeah, we go, we go into that one <laughs> yeah. after it. And uh, Terry Butcher there. But if you want to look at the squad as a whole, like I think the fact that there's so many defense. Do you reckon he's going to go with this three at the back with the wing backs and? Well, if you look at their their defense, they've got Gary Cahill one, Phil Jones two, Harry Maguire three, John Stones four. That's it then. They've only got four centre-backs to cover those, so he can change it, I suppose, but I think he's going to go three. Why have that many full-backy, wingery type if yeah, you're I, only going to go with four at the I back? Th- I think he is going to go three at the back. Yeah. And you have Eric Dyer right <coughs> there, who can play centre half as well. Like well. Eric Dyer, no? I don't think he's good enough, no, especially no. in midfield. I just don't get it. I think he's, oh, he played over in Portugal. He must be cultured. Have you seen him play? No, he's not. He's a good, dogged <laughs> footballer. That's all he is and he's a bloody defender it, like he's going to end up like John O'Shea fighting relegation in a few years time with Sunderland because he's really a centre half but he can play a bit so we'll put him in there and I think he can be got it I think he's going to be exposed if he starts simple as that yeah <laughs> there I'm looking at the midfield there's nothing in that midfield I'd be worried about I actually like the fact that Loftus-Cheek is in there because I think that it might just give them something different it's providing he plays them providing he plays them yeah, it's, it's I don't think he's going to get within a sniff of but look how many yeah. midfielders he has one, two, three, four, five. there you go so That's what it. does that show that he's going to do is he going to play three the three at the back the two wing backs Three of them, maybe, and two up front. But then again, he might go four-three-three. Jesse Lingard isn't the centre midfielder, no, but he might go four-three-three. He might kind of play. Deli yeah, Ali's not a centre midfielder. He might go with a front three of say Rashford, Sterling, and Kane. Yeah, that's what I was. Do you know what I mean? And then, as opposed to Vardy and Kane. Yeah, and then well, he won't. He won't do a front three if he's playing wing backs. So yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He might go four-three-three then, or something, because some of these look like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just don't know. You yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he's got a risk going three-four-three on it. Yeah. Um, I I would say he's going to go with the just the two lads up front yeah. Kane and Vardy yeah, I, I just have that option that they are going to hoof so just to mention the group you've got Belgium Tunisia and Panama and now you have England squad you can't guarantee them to get out no but, but I, actually, I actually stop think stop smiling when you say that though. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> I actually think he, he's done a good job of picking the squad yeah. this is the reason to be honest, why I'm up because for let's put it this way Jack Wiltshire has done nothing in his career oh. yeah right the most overrated player in, in oh. football history right now no I think it's because he plays a way that English players don't play and therefore no I think he's got something anytime I've seen him play for England he's got something that none of them have and he can actually play a bit of ball they're, they're mentally retarded football wise that midfield Jordan Henderson sideways left right Hollywood you know Wilshire I'm sorry he always gets that ball moving when he plays for England always gets it moving gets it gone gets it gone they need a player like that. I'm not saying it should be Wiltshire, mm. but I'm sure there is another player like it. But he never gets in. Now, obviously, he's made a glass. Yeah. But they don't. But it's like, the style. It's like you, Ireland. Ireland don't have creative players. If you That's can, why if you can name play. games that Jack Wiltshire actually influences, I'd be surprised. Ah, because he doesn't. Done. But he doesn't. He doesn't name them. Or he doesn't but play, maybe he play doesn't those have games. to. 
maybe he just has to keep it moving maybe he has to do the Michael Carricky roles that don't grab the headlines no, see, you're, you're caught up in the Carrick's illusion no I'm not yeah you're caught up in the illusion no I watched him play because he can play you, you've gone into the English press mode of nope. oh this fella is amazing because he when he came off the, the bench in the Euros there was six years ago he literally made Gerrard and Lampard look inept footbally inept with playing football he, they literally went sideways and backwards and safe 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 he got the ball and tried to drive through the middle and tried to pass through the middle he, 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 play, he played with the shackles off probably because he had to make and I always remember that and I always admired it and sometimes I've seen him doing it for Arsenal now it, it's it, body wise I'm not saying he should be in squad. I'm actually not making that argument, but I'm not going to sit here and say he's crap because he's far from not crap. I didn't say he's crap. I said he's highly overrated. Yeah, yeah, but he is. And I think, but the reason why is he's not. He's not a stereotypical English player. Yeah, but that doesn't. Everyone mean, has a stereotype. That doesn't mean he's a good player. I don't see him as a, that kind he of. He can good do stuff player. that none of that midfield can do. Go to Bournemouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. But even if Arsenal are not a sexy team to like anymore, so you can't you credit who who a player is at the moment. But if you look same at with Bournemouth, it's reputation. That's the problem with Wilshere, in my opinion. And his chances gone, unfortunately. But I'm not gonna. He can do way more than what any of them can. But if you look at that, you look at what Soke is doing. Who is definitely the most overhyped. He's gonna get. I think there's the players that are there are in a setup now where they're gonna be more encouraged to play football. Mm-hmm as opposed to you're talking about Gerard and Lampard and all that kind of stuff if you think of the difference in the media hype now I know we still got another you know month of it to go he's there Hulham huh he's there Hulham oh god who I'm you. Oh, then, then, Wilshire. Then, then, that's Wilshire. I'm telling you Wilshire's not even as good as Wes Hulham and that's no, why you shouldn't it. be picked stop it I am stop it now get into the corner turn no. your back <laughs> bold overhyped <laughs> but why but why was Hulham kind of so not, why did Hulham not play but why do they not play? Because <laughs> that's not Irish players don't play like that. That's why he doesn't play. That's a simple fact. But that's why he rots for for far too long in the game at lower levels. Oh, Irish players don't do that. And he's too small. And he's too this. That's what happens. He get pigeonholed. He's got something, boys, and it, the ship has sailed. Unfortunately for him. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, we all agree to disagree. Ah, hundred percent. And that's the beauty of it all. Who else was left out? Who cares? There was someone. Honestly, else, who there, cares? There was someone else left out that I, I thought I agreed with them not being. That in. they shouldn't be in. It. Yeah. Oh, do you know who actually I think should be in it? I understand the whole injuries and stuff, but it's only because of the squad that's there. Mm. I'm a bit surprised Lalana didn't sneak in. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah. Now, now injury wise, fo- I get why he's not in football. it. I thought this is a brave decision and yeah. an unright decision for this reason and this reason alone they brought Wayne Rooney to a, a, a European Championships injured yeah. and you've seen it before oh, where they brought people injured yeah. and he hasn't proved his, his thing if he was, could he, could, if he was fit playing, would you have him in it maybe maybe yeah. but then you're looking at uh, instead of Raheem Sterling no Sterling's been brilliant this year for Manchester <laughs> 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 uh, uh, instead of Rashford no none of the forward line I, I, yeah you couldn't oh, because none of the forward midfielder. line there he's not a midfielder though is he he's more of a, a an influencer at the front. He'd be a bit Deli Alliish. He's not quite a forward, but he's not quite a midfielder. He's one of them in between us. But I was just a little bit surprised. But I understand. I think he would have. he's not in it. He definitely would have had a chance if he was fit. Yeah, that's that's my point. I was trying to make just because of that squad, he would have added something a little different. But yeah. I kind of get, it. and that's why I'm that's why I'm up for Southgate. To be honest, I, yeah. I like the fact that yeah. he's gone with a bit of a ballsy squad. There's not that many that I'm like, ah, what the hell? I think. Uh, I, sorry, go. Yeah, there. I was gonna say. I think he's learning as well. This yeah. whole thing of oh well, he's got we've three friendly games now, or three warm up games yeah. coming in the next while. We can we can get him up to the speed. You can't. Yeah. You just cannot no. yeah, get yeah. a guy Excuse up me. to international speed in, in three matches. No. 
no, no. No, 100%. And you know, if he comes on and he scores a hat trick next week and he wins a European <laughs> Cup final, <laughs> he's no! going to be absolutely slated by the press. But he's made it. I like the fact that he's gone, no, it's not, it's not a viable option. To try and get Plus, I suppose it's easy. Well, it's easier because Lalana isn't the one or the answer. He's not a Rooney or Beckham. When we all remember, they True, were yeah. they had a foot of a picture of Beckham and you had to rub it for luck or something on the front page of one of the papers to try and get him fit. Remember that? In oh fairness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scoring free kicks like that and calling ah, hundred percent. But yeah, yeah, it was just that's the only one where I would have said, as you said, if he was fully fit, he'd be the only one I'd say would probably creep into that squad. Yeah. Possibly, everyone else, yeah. You're as good as what's there. Um, up front, Danny Welbeck, a little surprise before we finish up. Danny Welbeck is the probably the yeah most surprising. But there was no one else to really force. Like I know the foe and a few others are there, but there's no one where the you foe go. Foe hasn't done it this year, right? Yeah, hasn't but played. there's no one there that really has to be ahead of him. In fairness, so that's why I wouldn't be overly bothered about Welbeck. No, no. I mean, they have Vardy, they have Kane, Rashford can score goals. Would you go with Carroll to be another option? Yes, yeah. I, that's actually who I would have. I just was, to have something to, a little I different. knew there was someone there in the back of my head just because it's a different type get a ball into the box last five minutes if you really and it's one thing it, he's good at and he causes half it's, it's one thing yeah. he's good at now the um, only thing is injury prone as well so maybe he's looking at that sort of thing saying this fella won't even last you know so. but a bit of indiscipline as well with whole Moyes' thing and I think he dropped him because of it he stormed off and yeah, yeah. Southgate I'd say is a bit of a stickler I'd say he likes yeah. things in the right way and if people there's a certain way to act I'd say yeah. with Southgate yeah. Um, and no, I'd say that's one of them as well I wouldn't say he suffers people too easy yeah I also say actually he had a go at the 17s remember when they won the World Cup I'd he said uh, <clears throat> how dare they have the number and yeah. remember the load them fit yeah. their Turned jersey around. Around. Yeah. he said who are they the most important thing on that jersey is the three lines and make sure yeah, he make should sure be at the front is that, yeah. you know, yeah, who are yeah. you to so maybe this is the thing he's looking at he's, not, he's looking at unity in a squad so but in fairness look at us so did they have a chance no, and I think that's why we're kind of up for them a bit because we don't believe they really win it. Yeah. No, you can never say never. We, 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 yes, I wouldn't can. mind them getting. Yes, you can. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Can I just go over what like you can never say never? Yes, you can say never. Jimmy Traore has a Champions never League medal right now. Jimmy Traore has a Champions League medal. You can never say never. But <laughs> right, we listen to Chris Waddle on their chances. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Okay. In the squad now, from we keep seeing two years. This has gone on for 10, 12 years now. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last tournament we actually went to and said. Wow, didn't we play well there? Weren't we unlucky? When was that? When was it? I can't even remember that so far. Let's squad I thought what we did well was Glenn Oddle. That was, yeah, I was going to say. No, 98. Uh, the, yeah, well, there you go. So, so we've been a team every two years now. 98 and 96 were the last two. Right, so it's 98, right? So mm. 98 we're talking about. Mm. So we're building, we've been building a side ever since. So when are we ever going to say this is the side? No, but we but we thought we had a side with a golden generation. They weren't building. They they, they came into the side and, and permeated through together, and we thought that was a golden generation. So, but that was the end of it. Now we, we, we weren't actually worried about younger ones coming through because we had the golden generation. We had a team that was going to go out and win the World Cup. But we keep it ended we, up in disaster. But we keep saying it's it's. Uh, we, we, haven't been build, we haven't been building for that long, but well, yeah, I'll tell 98 you point. was our last good tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's in, you think the facilities, the Premier League, and everything, the hype, whatever goes with it. 98, mm. that's it's pathetic, to be honest. And that's Chris Waddle's view on the whole thing. <laughs> now, what, Waddle. What, I, what, <laughs> what I would say is, I really hope they do well. I'd like to see Southgate do well. If they got to a semi-final and got knocked out then, Listen, I think we'd all be happy. We can dress it up all we want. <laughs> Secretly, we want them to go a decent distance because it does be boring. Obviously, Ireland aren't there for most of the tournaments, so we do take an interest <clears> when England play. But obviously, we want them to fall at the last hurdle or whatever, it, deep down, because of the coverage afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But... 
it is boring. If they get out of the group stage all of a sudden, it's, it's still a World Cup, but it won't be the same. Right. You, you need them. Yeah, that's it. Okay, we're going to a break. And welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Just, we'll do a straw poll every week and we'll do it really quick because we don't need to discuss it. But at the moment, who do you think is going to win it? Germany. Ooh, see, this is going to change over the next few weeks potentially. Well, who do you think? Uh, I've got Belgium, but Russia to make the final. Because they're <gasps> going to bite our way. <laughs> bite our way straight in there. National pride. <laughs> You're going to see referees kind of looking Vladimir over. Vladimir Putin up front with Ref- a shotgun. <laughs> referees looking over their shoulder going, no. Now, do I give it to them now? You just see a red laser around the yeah. refs the whole time when they're playing. Potentially, allegedly. I love you, Russia. <laughs> uh, me at the moment. I, I've always kind of said France for the last few months, pure, probably purely on the squad and momentum. Who, who bloody knows? Um, yeah. If their squad is together, then they have a great uh, chance. Like Holland over the years. That's why you Germany know. are always there. They're always together, you know. And so. I still always say it. I just love that moment of Muller in the in the in the tunnel just before the American eye against Brazil. The biggest fat smile on his face, not shredding nerves. It was like mm. that's what I'm here for. Yeah. yeah. And what was it, seven one? Unbelievable. Yeah. Like David Luiz crying before the end of the game. That was just beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Now just before we finished in the World Cup and you and you were talking about there, and Michelle Michelle Platini admitted the nineteen ninety eight World Cup draw was fixed. Platini was Shock. booted out of FIFA and UEFA for disloyal payment of one point three million. But he had said, Yeah, there was a, a a guidance towards Brazil and France getting yeah, to the Yeah, they final. put them in groups A and C so that if they both topped the group. They'd avoid each other all the way to the final. What does this say? Should he be banned from every football stadium in the world? Man, eh, no chill, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's wrong. It's totally yeah. wrong. Yeah. So what does that say about France and Thierry Henry? Let's bring it back up! Yeah. <laughs> speaking of French, 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 speaking of French, uh, the Ligue 2 playoff between Ajaxio and Le Havre was called off after the visiting team bus was attacked. So see you, Man City. Shut up with your moan and going into Anfield. <laughs> right? Yeah, basically, a Ligue 2 playoff between the two teams. They blocked Le Havre's team bus coming in pelted it the whole shebang one policeman suffered minor injuries about 150 sparse through missiles and stones and they actually never made it to the ground mm. so it the also, match was to decide who was to take on Toulouse to get promoted into league uh. it also said they're linked with Liverpool no never Giant doesn't say that at all and ale, ale, ale. Yeah. yeah and there's the players there look giving out loads but yeah it's if that was in England what do you reckon at least a one year ban from Europe potentially uh, well no no because <clears throat> Liverpool fans nothing no, but if, if if it got to that extreme, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're letting things go Ram now. Drift, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they probably should take Liverpool out of the championship. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, so listen, this year has been, I suppose, it's been a whole year of new things for us because yeah, we've met and talked to a lot of different people who have been elites in their sport. Yeah. Uh, like ourselves and 
we had some shows that were really really good we had other people on it who were yeah. a challenge <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which but you still keep asking one? me back <laughs> then we had Neil Dobbs yeah right new, new year special a new year's it was our new year's eve special now we're a sports show can I just ask that question just in case I think it says it sports podcast sports show doesn't yeah. it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I think we're happy with that and on New Year's Eve, we, we talked about surprise of the year. And we, I, I think I was talking about some fella who, uh, he, I can't remember from Romania or Yugoslavia or one of those countries out there, even if they were farmers. I don't and remember what you're talking about now. He, it was the fourth time that he had saved someone from Correct. swallowing their tongue or something like that. You did some good research. Yeah, I was and, impressed then, with that. and then there was a couple of other ones. And, uh, and then Neil. Then Neil Dobbs came along and talked about his sporting <laughs> surprise of the year oh, Neil Dobbs right I've gone away from football on this one so yeah. where I've gone for this year is the bombings and the attacks in Europe right okay. so you've got Belgium London Paris and in particular the one closest to home the Manchester bombing right now we can only assume this is it was going somewhere it was going somewhere we were starting to look at each other and we're starting to panic Neil's still looking as if to say what he's looking at. Yeah. I'm, I, I was waiting for the stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I call it surprise of the year is because, I don't know how many months it is now, they had their concerts, they had everything together. Mm. A lot of nonsense about Oasis maybe forming off the back of it. Yeah. And it's surprise. So now we've gone into the musical world. So we're in politics, terrorism, music. Where's yeah. the sport? Where's it's the sport? No, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Prize for me is, it's all forgotten. There's no talk about it anymore. There's very little coverage of it very little going on about it there's nothing I don't know it's like it's kind of gone to a standstill we're so used to it happening there's a shooting tomorrow there's a guy getting run down on a truck the day after no so this it's it's on the way it's on the way just doesn't seem to be any follow up on it it's kind of it's forgotten Mm. that's my surprise so you (laughs) Mm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) and we're all going where on earth (laughs) and was that Gav or something he just goes "Mm," in panic I think I think that was you. you Yeah, but then I think I managed to come up with something. I suppose where you're coming from is Euro 2020, the way it's all over Europe and the cities. And then I think you kind of go, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're kind of relieved. Let's see where he went, because I actually can't remember yeah. where he went from that. You, because it's a sports show, you reckon that there should be a, a football match on? <laughs> that was desperation yeah, from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where is the sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. For it? <laughs> I'm surprised City didn't do something as far as a football game and put the Gallaghers against each other or something like Speaking that. Which, how's Euro 2020 going to go? Well, and there's David oh, Bugger trying save. to save, save it Euro 2020. Pure John, panic in the brain. John Connolly be proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> Euro 2020. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, anyhow, what are you laughing at? Neil's not in today. Yeah, yeah. Neil is uh, is on gardening leave. <laughs> Researching sports. <laughs> what is a sport, Google? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I hope you enjoy that now. Uh, David. Jesus, so much to go through. Under-17s match on Monday night. Very quickly. Come on, oh talk to me. Oh, God. Gee. Was it the one time you were actually up for Martin O'Neill running on the pitch going, go on, son, go on. You tell him. He still bottled it. He still yeah, completely <laughs> bottled it. He that, that wasn't very nice, young man. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't know why I said Brian Clough there. I Sorry. Know, yeah, but you, you would think it would be man. along them lines. You're very wrong, young man. Like, let's put it this way. Was the ref, would the ref have done it if it was Ireland against Holland seniors in the European Championships? Michelle Platini. <laughs> Earpiece. In the stand, right? <laughs> it's definitely happened because if you looked on the, the first penalty that Holland saved, yeah. he, he got a warning. Yeah. And for coming he, got off. Like, he got two warrants altogether. Yeah. And they'd been pre-warned before the game. 
So there you and go. Probably before it started. Yeah. So for him to have that, it's not actually the letter of the law is if, you, if, if there is a yellow card if you do that. But yeah. if you're going to do that, you have to be consistent. You have to be fair. Yeah. And there wasn't any of that. Can I ask you a question? Are you still are you allowed to move along the line still? Yes. yes. Remember that case? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're allowed to move along the line. And actually, the, 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 we put, I put the freeze frame up on... on I think his foot was still technically on, on, on the line. Then we shot, he, he definitely shot the gun without a shot of it. None of us, I don't think, will argue that. Yeah. But his, one, his feet, his kind of jumping foot is about to leave and I think it's still on the line. Now, I know that's incredibly technical and if you had VAR... Yeah, do you say, do both feet have to be on the line? Yeah. You know, yeah. You can't, you, yeah, technically the line well, I can't move forward. I looked at the, the, the rules and yeah. <laughs> there is nothing to clarify is that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing sure. to clarify. But... That, that aside if you're going to go for one goalkeeper you oh, have yeah, to you have to say it to your goalkeeper you can't warn yeah like, is that the ref trying to make a name for himself do you think I think that's is the ref never going to ref again yeah oh, corruption is in football I have no doubt that it's, it's better to have Holland in there than Republic of Ireland yeah. even at that level yeah even at that level and you know what they beat England no matter how mad they beat England on penalties yeah no matter how mad that sounds no matter how absurd you might think that is you can't argue it because you cannot deny that that's a potential possibility not now not after Platini's comments it's and it might sound weird ah, they wouldn't at under 17 but there's somebody in Far East I'm not going to say the province or, or the, but we know where some of the, a lot of this dodgy online stuff comes from and you're, you can bet on everything so there's every chance you never know yeah. but uh, yeah terrible and it, they were always up against it against the highly fancy Dutch but it was great response straight after the goal and a nice finish to get back into the game and then went back to to type and sat back and sat deep and let's nick the nick the penos and yeah it was it was gutting for them and obviously for the keeper after pulling off the save to keep him in it and then obviously to go but it shows that there's not much between any of those teams 100% so maybe the future's looking bright enough yeah, for there's us, a couple of know? players still to come and you know what some of them looked quite clever yeah. in not the stereotypical big bombing centre half who wins everything in the air there was it, a couple it, of clever players it, it was also we're going out to negate the best footballing team in this tournament well, and, and I didn't like that bit I don't know whether like, the, really I don't know whether the, it was, we played 10 at the back yeah. Yeah. but I, I don't know whether the pitch was dry but they weren't exactly zipping along themselves either Holland no. in the end now maybe it's because of the way Ireland played I don't know Yeah, but uh, anyway, it was interesting stuff I'm going to go a quick break and then we come back local programmes local presenters local news tune to Lucky Sound 96 6.4 FM. Welcome back to the big kickoff. We're into the final few minutes, David. Lens are still on their way to the double. Oh no, Darren, you have one minute. <laughs> one minute. Uh, <laughs> I'll sum up the entire year in two words. Ooh, James Ryan. Okay. okay. The still hasn't lost the professional. The greatest streak. Yes. Yes. Ever. He he has now, he's on 22 which means he's beaten the Undertaker's Wrestlemania streak <laughs> of 21 so he is now my new favourite <laughs> that should be his nickname with the team now the Undertaker that's it every time he comes out in the pitch just get that dong, dong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't the, it just sits up it wasn't the, the greatest of games again but for Leinster it, for Leinster yesterday it. it was all about getting the win because obviously there'd be a bit of a hangover some of the players would still be battered and bruised Win it, winning teams just keep winning don't they yeah. in, so and it's can, in a habit that doesn't just, matter what sport it is they just and it's going to have to take something pretty epic to beat a team when they're in the yeah. habit isn't it or, or something stupid or controversial now you've got Two way, like it's Scarlet's in the final. Scarlet's in the final again. This is what we kind of talked about earlier in the season. We had two Scarlet Leinster games on during the Six Nations, um, which were kind of second team runouts because all the internationals yeah. were away. 
this could be an absolute dinger of a game. Now they've obviously two they played teams, in the yeah. semi final of the uh, Champions Cup. Jesus, they battled them. What and date is the final? Next week. Next, next week. Next Saturday, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you've got that. They, they've it's in moved the shadows it. of another game, but we'll leave it at that. Yeah. It's the uh, warm up. The playoff final, Champions <laughs> Continue. But uh, now they're kind of. It'll be. It's interesting to see how they'll get on. Is it like you seen Nasiba's on one leg at the moment and he's still gonna play. There's absolutely no way he's not gonna he's play. Except Shannon getting the giggles here and pretty seen as it's our anniversary was remember wasn't it when Europe was wasn't it when Jeremy Stoughton was on we got the giggles again oh, or something because he kept saying young men or young boy. I can't remember yeah, what he kept yeah, saying yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, Would yeah, you stop, yeah. would you? <laughs> and then I was talking about somebody who remember something happened. John so, John so, Chelvin as well. He was talking about giving the rub down to the Oh lads, yeah to the, the, the Leinster lads, And we're like yeah. <laughs> You can ask No you ask a question <laughs> And then I oh, said something Who Very serious And you had a lot uh, uh, Who win there Le- Le- Leinster to win the first one oh, okay, okay. And then Liverpool to win after Come on Actually a bit of balance Real yeah. Madrid last night Bit of nepotism last night Was in it He played Luca Zidane in goal uh, They threw away two goal lead They drew two all with <clears throat> Villarreal maybe I don't know yeah, yeah. Bale and Ronaldo scored and Ronaldo had a nice little handshakey celebration with Marcelo <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting final deep down if both play the way they can play it could be one of them crackers yeah. uh, hopefully it's not one of the stereotypical finals and they cancel each other out but I, I can't see Liverpool playing that type well, do you, could you see Liverpool? Could you see Liverpool playing within themselves? I don't think they could. I, I, I don't think they. I don't think they can afford it. I don't think we can afford it. I think we got hammered. Yeah, I don't think we can afford it. You can't play yeah. all that year the way you're yeah. playing and then change it. So it's yeah. not going to happen. And, and same with and um, Liverpool are best at their first half an hour and they're better off doing that, especially against them. Try and get at them cold and blitz them. Yeah, hopefully. The, I but listen, a, I have a horrible feeling. Uh, you always have a horrible feeling. I know. I just think Sergio Ramos is going to do something, uh, and I hate him with a passion. <laughs> I like him for a little bit if he does. Yeah, you, <laughs> you'll get over it for a little while, will you? <laughs> Managerial <laughs> merry-go-round. Ah, Jesus me! Uh, you just go to the toilet. You the come back Sam and somebody sacked. Yeah. Um, Six million. Sam Yeah and another job by I would say I'm going to go November November yeah And he'll get another gig Is he 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 must be good David Moyes is going to get another gig Isn't he favour for one of them Uh, Who was it Can't come to mind But he's he's favour for another Premier League gig Is is Pellegrini supposed to be coming into Pellegrini is allegedly uh, Number one choice for West West Ham Ham, Arteta the momentum's growing that it's definitely happening um, that'll I be interesting I wonder how Arsenal fans feel about oh. that and I'd love to know they want a name Arsenal want, want a name now yeah. he's an ex-player that's all well and good but they want a proper proper name they wanted your Allegri's or whoever else that's floating around that's played yeah. that's managed for a few years even Rafa I'd say they probably would have took him over Arteta do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, a funny one is Arteta going to have the confidence to go in there and say actually I need this amount of money yeah I yeah. need you know actually am I going to spend conditions? it Huh? Am I going to spend it? Yeah. Like, you know, or is he just going to follow suit? Yeah. Okay, a couple of things before we finish. Lisa Fallon, who we had on the show, yes. she gained her pro license this Get week. In. So, Ray. brilliant for her. Would uh, she be the first League of Ireland manager? Female League of Ireland manager? She very well may be, but she wouldn't go into that. She dodged that question. That? She, she dodged was that question. Oh, unbelievable dodging that question. We are going to finish with a John Motson <laughs> classic. Are we? It's halfway it's through. A, so, you have a. It's an absolute disgrace. And John Motson should never have been lauded as the greatest there. He's a foul melted tyrant that he is. Play. But this is uh, John Motson at his worst. And in the Czech Republic game last Sunday, John Motson was particularly critical of the two strikers substituted by Germany. So Bierhoff's got a short time to press his claims. 
now that the uh, two other strikers who started the match have both been taken off. Cunts. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> He's a disgrace. Should never have been involved in the game. Okay, so it's uh, yeah, it's our birthday celebrations are over with. Hopefully this year now we are going to get uh, bigger and better. And hopefully next week I'll be hungover and happy. We won't go into that. Listen, <laughs> we'll talk about that next Actually, week. Actually, Dar, you around next week because I, I might need somebody to be my I've voice. My voice and uh, <laughs> few to be done. Jesus. To be okay, so we're going to finish with... face paint on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> this we're is go- a proper birthday party. We're going to finish with Faithless uh, We Come One. All the subtle flavours of my life are become bitter seeds and poison leaves without you. You represent what's true I drain the color from the sky and turn blue without you These arms like a pearl